This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, halflings. This is Jeremy, your friendly neighborhood DM, just letting you know that this episode of Outlaws and Obelisks has a content warning. Check the episode description for the exact content that we're warning you about, and if you do not wish to listen to the episode, we will be including a full description of what happens in the episode so you can keep up with the events of the show and avoid any content that you might find triggering. Thanks, and enjoy the show! You all have just managed to divert this entire herd of hippinos. But now, just as you were basking in your victory, you heard clapping and you see this individual, this woman, this minotaur woman standing, walking out of the ruins, accompanied by five other individuals. Now, before we go any further, I think it'd be worth just quickly rolling uh, for a few races. Uh, Jasper, yeah. could you go ahead and roll me two d12s two. and two d4s? Hell yeah. Connie, could you roll me two d12s and two d4s? And Johnny, sure could will. you roll me two d12s and two d4s? Sure. Okay. So, I have a six and a three. Is that a d12 and a d4? Yes. Okay. And a 12 and a two. A 12 and a two. Okay, you just rolled for Asim and uh, Gilas, ha. the couple there. Amazing. Asim is a Janassi. Ooh. And you said a 12 and a what now? A 12 and a, th- a 2. 12 and a 2. Okay. Is a Janassi. And Agilas is a rabbit folk. Oh, rabbit folk. Yeah. That's a cute couple. Yeah. Is he an Earth Janassi or? Yes. That, uh, yeah. Definitely an Earth, yeah. Earth Janassi. Um, now, Connie, what did you get? Three on the first D12 and three on the first D4. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what did you get for the second D12 and D4? Seven on the D12, four on the D4. Wow. This is <laughs> this is an interesting band. Uh, <laughs> what do we got? You have just rolled two of the people who are approaching you oh, in the way. middle of this desert are a grung and a lokatha. What? <laughs> okay. A glitching tiny frog man and a giant a, a elephant. A frog person and a fish person. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> are approaching you. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> What are the races of the last two here, Giant? Okay, so we've got an eight and a three, and okay. a ten and a one. Okay. 
All right. You see among the the other two, in addition to the amphibious, the two amphibious people, you also see a man who looks relatively hairy. The best way to describe it is like curly haired Logan or James Howlett, like oh, like Wolverine okay. Okay. type deal. There's kind of something feral about his appearance. And then the last person is a warforged. A full-on, like, mudstone infused with, like, pieces of metal. Uh, You're not sure whether or not this individual predates the Cataclysm or was more recently created. Uh, But, yeah, there they are. And, of course... He's over there stealing my thing. (laughs) I gotta kill him. (laughs) And, And the final person is actually a centaur. Whoa, this is a truly a band. Mm-hmm. So just to reiterate, we got a Grung, a Lukatha, a Warforged, a Centaur, and what was the other one? A Minotaur. Um, a Minotaur? And, okay. Uh, yes, and the, and the hairy person. Oh, oh yeah, the, the hairy, hairy, hairy guy. Okay. Hairy guy. Yeah. But, interestingly, no gnolls. So, uh, this Minotaur woman steps forward. Now, Tovo, I think you recognize her. Mm-hmm. Uh, her face is burned into your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have learned her name in your travels. Oh. Her name is Heru Hampton. Heru Hampton. She is one of the uh, lieutenants of the Barbarossa gang. She is notoriously very tough. Okay. And she steps forward. Uh, she's like, well, I was thinking that, that herd would bring this town to its knees, but it looks like we're going to have to do a little more work, aren't we, fellas? And they're like, <laughs> you see, they're all like smiling. You see, the centaur just looks stoic, like utterly uninvested in what's happening, but still. He's also stealing my thing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just sort of stride a couple steps forward and just say, now... I don't know about your little group you got going on there, but I don't have no beef with them, and there's no need for them to die as well. I would like to take you on, me and you, one-on-one, to the death. She, like, stops for a moment and says, Excuse me, do I know you? I will uh, get rid of my disguised self. Uh, drop the flesh half of my face now um, mm. I'll go I go by the name Tovo but you might recognize my name as Rust Oh well how long's it been what four five years I do not care to get into the particulars of this either you accept my challenge or I'll blow <laughs> your head off right now <laughs> Uh, she turns around and looks at the band. The fact, despite the fact that this is like an open area, like wide open, mm. the air has left the brushlands <laughs> right now. That's okay. This I don't like- need to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> You guys see that Tovo's uh, one blue eye is just, like, glinting. (laughs) And, like, he is staring daggers at this woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? Before she goes any further, roll me a persuasion check. Let's see if you die as easy as your friends. I've got... How many have I got left? I've got... Oh, this is my last knowledge of a past life that I'm going to chuck in here. What have I got for persuasion? I'm guessing, yeah, it's not good. (laughs) That's okay, though. 14... Okay, 14. She looks at you and she says, Cool your jets there, Sparky. And turns back to the townspeople and she's like, Now does this bucket of bolts speak for y'all? And you see that most of the townspeople had like fled indoors or like onto roofs. Uh, and as they're sort of looking around at each other, Actually, um, 
I suppose I speak for the town's people. <laughs> Dressed in a much nicer version of this loose-fitting cloak that most people in this town are wearing, you see hood up a woman step forward. She is a Leonin. She sort of uh, rings her hand paws together for a moment and says... <clears throat> Welcome. Uh, my name is Jidiji. Uh, I am I am the mayor of this town. May I ask, am, am I to assume that you people are behind what just happened here? You see that the woman nods and is like, <laughs> you have assumed right. Uh, we have come here on behalf of the Barbarossa gang to inform you that you are moving up in the world. Congratulations! Your little butt pimple of a town has been chosen as the newest outpost for the Barbarossa gang. Now, you might be asking, what kind of benefits come with such an honor? First of all, you get free protection. As you can see, I've got a small band with me. Among them, a Safaxian cavalryman. Now, Hoosier, you would have no idea what a Safaxian cavalry person is, but both Budge and Tovo have definitely heard of the Safaxian cavalry. They are people who essentially were fused with their horses Whoa, uh, okay. and have, like, used that to cultivate the best horsemanship in uh, Utaram. They are renowned as an extremely dangerous fighting force. They're essentially a mercenary force as well. Mm-hmm. They'll You'll sometimes see like small groups of them or individuals just basically working for the highest bidder. They don't have any specific allegiance. Uh, I, d- I didn't want to interrupt or I don't want to interrupt if you have something mm-hmm. planned, but Tovo is like not here to chat like at all <laughs> and is raising, he raises the revolver, uh, the pe- peacemaker in the air and is <laughs> fires off. I do believe everyone here is aware of the way that gangs work as they roll into towns. Now, I made you a direct proposition. Budge is going to be like, ow, I, I, I'm right <laughs> oh, here next I'm to you. I'm so sorry, I did Call not realize you were there. I did not realize you were right it's next to right, me. It's but whoa, warn uh, me next time. <laughs> sorry, my periphery is taken up with the smoke. I can't actually see <laughs> much beyond the, uh, to my sides. I'm going to reload my gun just so I've got, make sure I've got six rounds in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, you see, for anyone who's like really keen eye, this is more like for flavor. So please don't punish me for this DM. Um, but like a little, uh, you see, out of the space of one of Tovo's ribs, you see like a tiny little like wind up fly just flies over and uh, lands on uh, her the Minotaur's shoulder uh, and kind of like like a little uh, mosquito just into her skin. And I cast Hunter's Mark uh, on her. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay there, Rusty. If you insist in having this out right now, perhaps a show of force could be in order. Now, before I go any further, I need everybody to roll me a perception check. Okay. Okay. That is only a seven here. That is a 15 for Tobo. That's a dirty 20 for Budge. Okay, and I'll roll for... Actually, you can roll for Nebit, too, if you mm. want. She gets advantage uh, on perception checks that rely on smell. And she gets a plus... I guess a plus six to perception. Yes, that's true. So that's twenty twenty two for, for Nebit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nebit sniffs around. You would notice this, Hoosher. She just winked at you and fanned you with her tail. She is now watching this scene, then she kind of... 
the tiny little fleshy nostrils on the beak sort of like contract. And she looks down at the chicken coop and then like looks around as if she's like noticed a scent. And at this very moment, as this is happening, Peru says, perhaps a show of force is in order. Zala? Oh, what is this now? Tovo. Tovo, I am going to need you to make me Uh an intelligence saving throw. Yes, please. My word. I'd never thought this would actually be useful to have a plus eight (laughs) for intelligence Uh, saving throw. This is going to be DC 15. Okay, surely. Come on, please. I've bigged it up now. I'm definitely going to fail. That is an 18 plus 8, my dude. Whoo, that's good. 26. <laughs> As this happens, like, it's, you hear like a pew sound, like, it's almost like a gunshot, mm-hmm. but instead of like an actual physical gun, you feel a, like, a lance piercing what's left of your brain, Tovo, just like driving in among the different, like, gears and memory holders and receptacles, and you feel an incredibly intense pain feeling your mind because you saved you take only 15 points of psychic damage oh my god are you still standing are you good uh, barely <laughs> oh boy whoever wants to can roll initiative okay yeah immediately yeah that's gonna have to happen yeah. oh come on really <laughs> fine just a 12 here. 15 for uh, Turbo. Okay. 17 for Budge. And... Oh, natural 20 for Nebit. Of course. <laughs> Nebit is killing him. What the fuck? <laughs> Nebit is just absolutely dominating. DM, did I have any perception as to where that came from? Yes, I'll get to that in just a oh, second, okay, actually. Cool. Nebit got a natural 20. Mm-hmm. And Husher got a 12. 12, yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah! I sh- as that happens, I should we should say uh, for the audience as well that when Tovo gets hit or damaged, you see that the physical wounds on Tovo's like body, whether it be the flesh or like the metallic, they start to like heal over with like some sort of magical energy. But you see the more damage that he's taking, it's like the, the like the light in his eyes and sort of generally like how fluidly he moves starts to look a little like juttery. It's almost like he's losing power as opposed to uh, taking on like too much damage. You can hear the gears. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yes, you actually would have seen. It was like a psychic purple lance Mm -hmm. arcing out from one of the abandoned buildings just right outside the the outskirts of town. Sure. Arcing out, piercing Tovo right in the head. And Tovo is not looking good at all. Not looking Um, great. Now, what is Nebit going to do? Oh, boy, how far away is she from this group? Can we say that while this was happening, she got a little bit curious and maybe flew over a little bit closer? Yeah, uh, while she can the absolutely sort of conversation, have flown. Everybody seems to have converged. Did we go back to town or did they come out to us? Because we were like a hundred and something feet away. Yeah, we? I imagine that you had traveled pretty much back within, we'll say, uh, within 40 feet of the town. Well, I rode at least 80, I think, feet on top, on top, on top of, of the... Of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh and then, yeah, we'll say that you like were walking back as the clapping occurred. Uh, yeah, Who sure, you can be in on top of the roof if you want to, or you can mm-hmm. be down. Um... 
I'll stay on top of the roof. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I want to keep a height advantage, take the high ground here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. We'll say that you are 30 feet from this new band of people. Okay. uh, And we'll say that you are 60 feet from this house that's on the other side. Basically, if there's like a thoroughfare in the town, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. on the other side of the thoroughfare in one of the abandoned houses behind the last house on the other side. Okay, and what was the name that Haru called out before the psychic spike happened? She said Zala. And that house is where Tobo could feel the the spike originating from, right? I think everybody saw this thing streak from there. Great, awesome. (gasps) Poor Tobo. It's so good when you have a high armor class, but everything's just doing AoE damage. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, Nebit will say that Nebit is within 10 feet of you and Tovo, Budge. So she's going to see that um, Tovo is looking pretty bad. And uh, yeah, since 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 he walked in, she's she's taken kind of a shine to him. He's you know he's interesting looking. So uh, she's going to move up to him and just uh, like a cat, you know, rubs against your legs. She's going to sort of weave in and out of his legs and rub against him and cast um, cure wounds on him. Ooh, okay, <sighs> yes, <laughs> very very helpful. How much uh, does he regain? Cool. Sorry. Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was six, seven, thirteen, fifteen. So. Oh, yes. That's very helpful. Instead of just, like, healing or covering any wounds, those little vents open up again that absorb the fire damage, and, like, the magical essence just kind of flows in through the vents, and he just... Ooh, yeah, okay, that's the good stuff. Here we go. Tobo's back in the game. Uh, so that was that was her turn. Does she have any bonus actions? Is that pretty much it? Just to confirm, we are not doing double spells, because otherwise she would have honked a healing word at him as well. Yeah, no double spells. Okay. Then she just honks. She can fly. Uh, yeah, let's say she flies just directly up and gets a good vantage point on the situation. Okay, what, like 20 feet? Yeah, yeah, 20 feet up. She takes off 20 feet into the air. Budge, that's your turn, buddy. All right. We'll say that you're also 60 feet away from this house. Because why not? Triangles. Triangles. (laughs) Does Budge know, uh, like, can he tell who caused this damage on Tova? I will let you roll me a perception check as a bonus action. Okay. Boo. Uh, 17. You look, for a second you think you see something moving, but you can't quite make anything out. But there's clearly someone or something in there that did this. Okay. I guess I'm going to take off towards it then. You could still have Longstrider up. Yeah, it's yeah, lost an hour. that's true so actually. Yeah, yeah. Lost an hour. That's true. Uh, yeah. So I'll get like, what, within like 20 feet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have Fairy Fire. Mm-hmm. That could work. That might be fun. Fairy Fire could work. Yeah, yeah I'm actually. Gonna, yeah, that would be very yeah, fun. Yeah, I'll cast Fairy Fire <laughs> on the house then in that case. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So that's a deck save. DC 14? Uh, yeah, dex 14, yeah. I believe that's a failure. Hey. Uh, as you're like <laughs> running towards this house, just bounding over there, you see shimmering into view just the edge of like a furry outline in the shadows. And you couldn't actually see it before because there was like some sort of black shroud around it. The edge of that black shroud is illuminated in your uh, what does your magic look like? What does this fairy fire look like? Uh, you know uh, when you're like underwater, mm-hmm. um, and the, it's these sort of like web of webs of light, these undulating sort of webs of light, like the water is casting a shadow on on. It's it's kind of like that, like sort of moving water. Okay, uh, so just shimmering, moving light around this. Um, awesome, Tovo, it is your turn. Okay, so I can see that. 
And then the Minotaur and everyone is in front of me? Yes, the Minotaur what and is- everyone are, uh, we'll say that they are 20 feet away from you. Okay, 20 feet away from me. And what's behind, is there a house behind me? No, you're like at the edge of town. They are slightly okay. in between you and the town. And this other house is over poof, that way. Do they look like they're, they're obviously, like they're moving aggress- aggressive towards us right now. These, uh, these They look like they folks. definitely could. They, you see like a lot of them have their hands on firearms. The only one who does not have a firearm is the centaur. Mm-hmm. The Cephaxian, he instead has this like long, it looks like a sort of a wrist mounted <laughs> lance thing that crackles with energy uh, as he stands there, like kind of like powering it up. Ooh, that's not fun at all. Is the Minotaur at the front of the group? Yes, she is. I'm going to run. Like you have enough movement to get to the chicken coop if you wanted to jump and dive in there. Like if you wanted to like run past them and jump into the chicken coop. Oh, cool, because I still have long strider as well, right? Yeah. So I could probably... Yeah, okay, sweet. I'm going to run towards the chicken coop, and as I dive into the chicken coop, uh, I'm just going to bring Peacemaker up and just take two <laughs> shots uh, at the Minotaur in the front. Okay. Do I want to spice these up a little? Maybe I do. Yes, in fact, I'm going to use my Lone Ranger, and I'm going to try and shoot uh, her... Um, whatever weapon that she's got or that she's reaching for. Okay. I'm going to try and disarm her. Okay. You see she's uh, got a, sh- a sawed-off shotgun. I definitely do not want her to have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bad news. Um, okie dokie. Bad so that's news is trademarked by Critical Role. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not use that term ever again. <laughs> okay, that is a... Does a 16 hit? Uh, yes, it does. Just hits. Uh, great, because I uh, so I used my sharpshooter for that one because I rolled a thirteen plus eight, normally Ooh. minus five. So should I roll my other attack now as well? Uh, roll damage. Sure, because she. We need to find out whether she. I mean, you can roll your oh, other attack or damage. Yeah, but sure. whether she's gonna have to make a save uh, against your save DC, I believe. Uh, so that is when twenty. 20- Five? 25 points of damage Good on Lord. the first hit and she needs to roll me a strength save I believe against Lone Ranger uh, my Lone Ranger ability or she drops her yes and that's just your weapon. spell save right uh, that's just against my spell save yeah which okay. is a strength saving throw and 16 she does not beat a 16 Hey! Uh, uh, blast her hand. She's ah! uh, thing goes flying out of her hand. Uh, yes. Still got a good hand though to work with. So yeah. the thing just onto the ground. Uh, Twenty. Well, you said twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Good lord. Because okay. I rolled a, I rolled a nine on my test. I only got a six on my hunter's mark dice, so she should count herself lucky. <laughs> In saying Good that, Lord. though, I'm definitely I'm roll your have second attack. Roll your second <laughs> attack, you filthy animal. Ooh. Uh, that is a 15. A 15 does not hit. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the second one just gets slightly knocked uh, askew as you're, like, landing on the ground. Uh, like, flies right, just misses her head. Just shoots off. You land among the time-displaced chickens. One of them immediately... (laughs) Displaces? uh, Yeah, one of them immediately (laughs) displaces and is just on top of your gun. Amazing. Um, uh, what, 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 get the hell out of here. 
I'm just doing. flipping out. So at this point, uh, the the mayor is yelling, whoa, 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 there's no need for this. People are like screaming and all running inside. Uh, you see that Gilas just basically hit the deck on top of this roof. It is lying on top of Lemta, the child uh, shielding her with his body. You see that Asim is like, oh, like he's about to get into on this. Uh, you see immediately all of the enemies start to like draw their weapons and it is actually their turn next. So Budge has run off that way. Tovo has dived into this chicken coop. I'm going to say you have uh, I'm going to say that you have half cover because you are currently uh, on the ground. However, you are that that adds, I believe, plus two. However, you are also prone. So uh, the three of them that are going to take shots at you are going to have advantage. So. Jeremy wants to kill me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> What's your AC? Get ready to re-roll a new character, <laughs> Jasper. We hope you like Tofo, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Is your... uh, They do have to be a 22. A 22? Well, because it's a plus two. That it, really it's high. 20 plus two for the eight. First one Tofo's fails. Plus two to my AC. Second one fails. Third one fails. None of them beat a 22. <laughs> and Jeremy's DM oh my God. rolls have returned. I'm going to switch to Black Lives Matter dice. <laughs> They're blasting this chicken coop to pieces. Uh, several chickens die, but you are fine. Uh, but then they go back in time, right? They they alive. So well, one of them just keeps like, going back in time, getting shot again, and, like looping. It is a fate worse than death. That's horrible. Put it out of its misery. To yeah. I'll just immediately... I'll just, I'll just reach a hand over and just hits neck. <laughs> the chicken just, looks sorry. at you in that moment. You see true pain. Uh, you've <laughs> yeah. never seen it before this day. <laughs> you just, I understand. Uh, and as you snap its neck, you the chicken recognizes the kindness you have shown it. <laughs> you, you gain the blessing of the chicken. Oh my god. <laughs> a magic feather floats out. <laughs> Such an existential chicken. <laughs> existential. Oh, I see what you did there. I'm taking that. I'm going to take that feather and pray on it at some point. Yes, uh, you absolutely have the feather, and it just like it it keeps sort of de aging and re aging uh, in your hand. So the other two, or excuse me, another one is going to take a shot at Budge, who has gone running towards uh, their ally. That is going to miss, and then the at this point. Uh, it is actually going to be Zala's turn. So, Budge, you are running towards this. This figure is outlined. They have been exposed. They recognize this fact and they are going to uh, they are not uh, pleased with what you have done this day. Um, Budge. Uh, good. Honestly. I, yeah. <laughs> Budge, as you're like running towards uh, this this creature that rises up and reveals itself to be a knoll, but like a heavily obscured knoll, like stri- uh, you see the stripes, but heavily obscured. This knoll holds out its hand uh, and then performs some kind of a motion. And as this happens, you lose sight of everything. Everything goes completely black. Uh, oh, Jeremy, can I cast no. Counterspell, please? What's the range on Counterspell? I'm joking, I don't have Counterspell. <laughs> oh, okay. If anybody has Counterspell... <laughs> Wait, I you have Counterspell. <laughs> You're 60 Jeez, feet man. away. If you want to cast Counterspell, you could... Uh, I think, does, is the range on Counterspell... Yeah, 60 feet. If you want to cast Counterspell, you can. I'm out of third level no! spell slots, so I can't. Oh. I see this happen, and I'm like, I'm out of juice. Brutal. Like, <laughs> she was like, damn so it. So brutal. So, Budge, you cannot... 
You cannot see anything there. Basically, all of you see that this 20 foot radius sphere of blackness appears. Budge, you feel colder than you've ever felt in your life uh, surrounding Budge. Uh, And uh, while you are in this sphere, uh, no light, magical or otherwise, can illuminate the area and you are fully blinded. And also the the there is like as you're moving, you feel space around you bending and warping. And this area is difficult terrain. Whoa! Oh, Wild. Yes. So, I did not expect this to happen knoll. today. Magic knoll. As you're moving, you feel stuff like brushing up against you. It feels like you. It feels like cold, wet noses. You feel like what feels like saliva dripping on the back of your neck. There's Ew. something in here with you. Possibly many things, and none of it's good. Uh, Those of you who see this happen uh, then see the the figure move back into the house, out of sight. Although obviously still affected by fairy fire. Now it is going to be Hoosiers turn. Okay, friends. I have several ideas. My first one hinges on a question to the GM. Mm -hmm. Since this knoll is wreathed in fairy fire, does it count as visible? Does it count as I can see it? Or because it's behind cover, I can't? Do you need to be able to see the thing while you cast the spell? It says I have to be able to see it within range. It is within range, but I'm not... I will say that you can see the edge of the aura. You know what? I think I'm going to leave the no alone. It seems like the head honcho in charge here is the Minotaur woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, Hoosier is going to look down at their scroll, and you see, like, the fireball spell, like, the characters have gone gray. The several other characters on this scroll have gone gray to, like, show that they can't cast these spells anymore because they've, like, they've used up their magic. That's how I'm going to, like, flavor mm. out of spell slots. Nice. That's really so cool. So Hoosier is going to make, like, a like, come-hither motion again, like, gesturing at the page and, like, like flip to a different page of the scroll and light up a specific spell spell uh, in black light again. It's going to glow and they're going to like make like a punching motion uh, down at the Minotaur woman and she has to make a wisdom saving throw because she's within 60 feet of me, correct? Yes, she is. I think she's only 30 feet away. Yeah, she's only 30 feet away. Get it. Okay. Okay. Get it. That is going to be, what is the DC on this? 15. 15? Uh, That's a 14. (gasps) Okay, good. Uh, She is going to take, I'll just roll it. She's going to take 21 points. Of oh. uh, psychic damage. Ooh. Oh, she does not like that at all. Oh, she's still standing, though, right? Yeah, she's still standing. She's okay. Like, ah! What is what spell did you just cast? This is mind spike. So as oh, Hushir like, punches forward, they're gonna say, "I can do that too." And you see like a black spike of energy shoot out from their hand, and it just goes right through like her forehead, like a lance, just like similar to what happened to Tovo. Right? Yeah. And lances through she her. She starts bleeding from her eyes, ears, and nose. I love that. Yeah, sure. it's like blood, just gushing blood. And because she failed, I always know the target's location until the spell ends, but only while we're on the same plane of existence. Uh, while I have this knowledge, she can't become hidden from me, and if she's invisible, she gains no benefit from that condition against me. So I'll oh, always know where goodness. she is. It's concentration, though, up to an hour. Uh, so what, oh. I think what we see is like a glowing tether of like black light mm. is like connected between us now from her to like my scroll and like the hand yeah. that I used to punch the air. And I think probably the black the black circle like from where it pierced her forehead is just still there. Just I think it's like glowing. Uh, I think maybe with like a sigil right from like yeah. my, my home country like a character is glowing on her forehead to like show that yes. she's marked by me. 
Tovo is fully lying down in this chicken coop, getting pecked at, slowly becoming uh, all she's like hype man. It's just fully there, just like, damn. Oh. Hey, look, we, we need to get together and have a chat about magic because I, I need to learn me some of that. That's cool. Agreed. I'd be more than happy to teach you. And then Kusher is going to raise their voice, you know, and call out to the Minotaur woman. Tell your people to drop their guns. We can peacefully resolve this matter. And if we don't, and Hushu's gonna tug on the tether a bit just for Ew. flavor, so she can feel oh, like, no. like residual pain, like there will not be a happy ending to your story. Okay. Now that I will I let you with. roll an intimidation check as like a bonus action there to try and uh, get Harun to back down here. Okay, I have a plus two charisma, so that's better than nothing, right? That is a nat 20. Uh, <laughs> yes! Oh my yes. gosh! She, she like, Ooh, she staggers forward, like, fully bleeding from her various facial orifices, and she's just like, uh, uh, Her hand's uh, messed up as well. Oh, she falls to her knees. Uh, yeah, and, and falls to her knees. Her, like, her one hand uh, clearly has been shot as she, like, places it in the sand, and she's like, uh, uh, like has to steady herself for a moment. She's like, stand down, stand down. You guys see that the Cephaxian like was raising his hand to launch the lance at uh, Husher, but like as, at that he he stays. Uh, oh, he probably would like, one hit KO me. I'm just a wizard. <laughs> it's crackling. You yeah. You guys can see it's like it's more like a javelin. It's basically uh, it's like an atlatl that has been attached to his wrist that can like automatically launch this thing at people, and you see that there appears to be like a tether attached from the end of the lance to the atlatl as well. Uh, this thing is like crackling with lightning energy. He was just Jeremy. poised. Okay. With you and making stuff. Making stuff your NPCs that I desperately want and need. Like why That's did you so do cool this? for no reason. Who's just knees like knocked like, together yeah. under their bros. <laughs> Turbo is immediately distracted by getting re mortal revenge and now just wants that. Like, <laughs> come on, what are you doing to me, man? Give us the she's loot. Like, <laughs> she's standing down. The loot. Stand down. Oh. She's like, mm. okay. <sighs> uh, just sort of like grits her teeth. Uh, you can see like the red still in there mixed in and she smiles up at you, Hoosier. Uh, and she's like, okay. What did you, uh, what did you want to discuss? What are your terms? Uh, I glance down at, uh, Tovo and I look over at where, do we see like a black sphere, like, hovering? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's happening? Am I missing something cool? What's going on? He's always Mudge. missing, like, the cool shit. Mudge, you can hear what's happening, kind of, but also, like, there's weird stuff just brushing up against you, and it's so uncomfortable. What's going on? Um, Budge, does Budge just fully think he's like, Nebit's just randomly flying around you or something? <laughs> In the dark? Yeah. Um, no idea what's yeah. going on. Nebit, help! Come pick me up. <laughs> Nebit's like, uh, and flies in as well. Immediately bumps into Budge and they just start fluttering around just like uh, inside of this, inside That's so of this funny. orb. Like a flamingo caught in an oil spill. Um, <laughs> oh no! Like this really uncomfortably oh, blackened flamingo trying to fly. Oh, no. uh, um, oh, in fact, you know what? We'll say it is oil. It's like a full on like uh, yes. black gold oh, Texas nice. tea just coating both of oh. you inside of this. It's you real gross. how hard it is to get oil out of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
I think what Hoosier says in response, my terms, have your mage release their hold on our friend. She looks up towards the house and just nods and then the orb collapses into an oil slick on the ground that just evaporates, leaving just like both Budge and Nebit kind of smeared with like uh, splotches of oil uh, that are reflecting like rainbow in the sunlight. Oh, that's going to stain. <laughs> At least you look kind of cute, though. Um, Thanks. Hoosier is going to add, the first thing I want to know before I'm sure my friend here has more questions for you, what is the name of the leader of the Barbarossa gang? And what do they want with Baoba... Uh, what's the name of the Baobatun uh, Sarikatun? <laughs> Uh, at this, yeah, as you're okay. as you're struggling to say this, uh, you see uh, Magrin like pokes his head out of the out of the uh, of the the camel hump from way down the way, uh, <laughs> and he he shouts out, "Bawabatun Sarikatun, our squeaky gate!" Bawabatun Sarika, what? Uh, yes, that what they said. <laughs> and I say continuing to try to be intimidating. A little green hand extends with a thumbs up outside of, out of the out of the door. She chuckles to herself and she says it ain't one leader it's two the Barbarossa brothers you ain't never heard of the Barbarossa brothers well I expect you'll get acquainted with the name soon enough all it takes is for one of us to get out of here and if you kill me they'll know the descriptions of the people who were here they'll know where this town is and you may win today, but y'all will lose eventually. Well, that's good that one of you's gonna get out of here. You can tell him I'm coming. Uh-huh. She just spits on the ground and ignores you, looks back up at Hoosier and says, Now, as for what we want with this town, it's time that somebody brought a little order and organization. We used to be one country here. And it's about time that we banded together again. This region is going to start opening up. It's only a matter of time before people figure out more ways to travel between towns. And we need to be in a position to capitalize on that. Make sure the people here are kept safe. And make sure... That those who need to be in power stay in power, and those who don't need to be in power are removed. Uh, you can roll insight on what she's saying at any point, by the way. I would like to, while she says, when she's done like with her spiel, uh, Hoosier mm-hmm. is actually just like, <sighs> like let out like that breath, like through the mask, and like you can tell that like what she's saying is actually pissing Hoosier off for like a particular like personal reason, uh, and Hoosier's mm-hmm. going to say. What? These brothers want to be kings of a dying, splintered, decayed, desiccated world? You're not a savior. You're not a great uniter. You're just another warlord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we're like we're like bros now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Tomo is so there for this vibe right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tomo's gun turns into like a like... foam finger. Uh, <laughs> 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 like as soon as Tomo saw the metallic face, was just like 
That's the one. Bye. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to roll insight on what, what she's saying. How does I want to know how this Minotaur like feels about the Barbarossa brothers and like mm-hmm. if she like actually believes in their like vision of unity or if she's like in it for personal gain. Okay. Um, oh boy, I don't know jack shit. I got a three uh, raw <laughs> plus five, that's an eight. She is utterly unreadable to you in this moment. However, if you wished to, I would let you, if you wanted to use the spell slot, I would let you cast Detect Thoughts. Yeah, I was you thinking. Do, you do also have an Inspiration die, no? You do also have the Inspiration die. You can use it I and do. give yourself oh. advantage. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that to save a slot. Uh, mm-hmm. that, okay, that's much better. Uh, that was a 16 base plus 5. That is a 21. Ooh, 21. Okay, so reading what she's saying. This woman, based on her age, is relatively young. You're guessing that she was probably born since the cataclysm. There's a good chance she was born into this world, probably like in her early 30s. I think you can tell she has probably, just by virtue of having been in a place like this, has led an extremely difficult life and has had to become an extremely tough person. And as part of that, she found a home with this gang. Now, based on what she has said, it sounds like this gang is relatively influential. It's very likely that, especially based on like just the weight that she's giving to her words and the responses that people have given, like when she said the word Barbarossa, when she mentioned the cavalrymen, this is a powerful group. This is a powerful woman, and she seems like more of a true believer in like their cause, in the organization at least. I I think you already got the subtext. This is a difficult world. It's very, very difficult to work with and to survive here. We have the power to be able to give security and unite this place and bring this region back to some semblance of what it was before, which was, as you knew, a much more highly developed uh, society, like to the point uh, for the for the listeners, borderline like uh, Afrofuturist magic steampunk society, but like very advanced, highly integrated with magic, that sort of thing. Um, so you would know that they they're she seems aspirational, but aspirational towards something that she probably has never actually seen. And her methods are clearly questionable. Based on that insight role, can I also tell based on how she's talking about the brothers, how close she is to them? Yes. I mean, based on how she's talking about them, sounds like she's probably has met them. She probably knows them, whether or not she's like best buds with them. Eh. But she seems to have a fair amount of status, especially since she's taken some serious hits. So it Mm -hmm. seems like she's been at this for a while and is a very strong individual. There's something else I want Hushu to do, but I want Tovo and Budge to have the chance to respond first. Okay, I'm going to jump over to Budge. Budge, as you become fully, fully aware, you hear... uh, over from the house and you see the knoll peering at you pointing a finger and mouthing the word budge just like budge <laughs> and pointing the finger at uh, nebit and like uh, and getting like this oh. like this nodding smile <laughs> oh no I'm just, is Budge, that your ex? Budge literally is just going to go, like, put his hand by the side of his face and just turn away. You see Nebit, like, puts up a, a wing just, like, and also tries yeah, to, like, Nebit turn. A wing <laughs> just simultaneously, both of them just turn around and face the other way. <laughs> <laughs> what? what is happening? 
Oh my god! If we weren't in a really lifelike situation, I would roll an insight check so fast oh my to find god, out yeah, what's going same. on. You know this person because you've gone on a mission with her before. Now, how much the relationship extended beyond that, I will let you decide. But <laughs> the name Zala, you're like, of course, mysterious, unseeable Noel, uh, whose name Zala. The name Zala means shadow. That's oh, and you like basically what happened to Nal is what happened to Zala is that she in the in the cataclysm uh, was ba- not like temporally displaced so much as like spatially displaced uh, and essentially is under the permanent effects of the pass without trace spell. She is incredibly easy to miss unless you are looking directly at her. It's it's like it's easy to forget she's even there. And you also know that she loves to collect magical items both for her own use, but also potentially to sell to other people like she's very much an opportunist that way. And you also know that she is affiliated with the Barbarossa gang. Well, yeah. Uh, of course. So we worked that job together. So she was the initial thief. And then I was tasked with basically just being a courier. Yeah. And also backup muscle. Okay. I'm just going to like slowly start walking back towards the others. <laughs> I'm just completely <laughs> ignoring her. Me and Never is just going to be like slowly, slowly walking, like slipping slightly on the oil as we sort of move away from the puddle. Just like, whoop, okay. And as soon as we get away from the oil, just like start like just... Just, just getting steadily faster and faster as I run, run away. <laughs> Tovo, what would you like, like to do in this moment? As you see Budge just awkwardly like, <laughs> just like, just walking back towards the group. Just crash into Tovo. I, I genuinely, as a player, I genuinely don't know right now. I, I'm kind of tempted to like roll for it because I feel like this has been like a singular mission. Do you know what I mean? And like, she's just there right now having also caused a lot of damage to him, and I reckon I could probably take her out. Do you know what I mean? But then also I've got... There's like... <sighs> I'm... I'm... Mm, I I think Tovo is not a particularly impulsive character, and I think that Tovo is a bit more planned and considered, and I think Tovo thinks, I will hit my mark eventually, whether it be today or not today, so I'm going to defer to Ushi and... Uh, whatever kind of semblance of plan a plan they make, I can always head out tonight and just like go go finish the job or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I'm keeping my, my guns definitely trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll awkwardly shuffle forward in the chicken coop just to make sure my gun is as close to her head as I can get it. Um, mm-hmm. Whilst trying to ignore the chickens pecking at my feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'll just, yeah, I'll look around and be like, now nobody move a muscle because there ain't nobody that's going to react quicker than me pulling this trigger. Understood? <laughs> and I'll just be eyeballing. And if I can use that as like a help action to, uh, to, uh, who she, uh, for any sort of intimidation or persuasion role, that would be mm. great. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to you, uh, Hoosier. You see that Budge is uh, reapproach uh, is approaching the group again, along with Nebit. Uh, you see that uh, Tovo is just like absolutely both hands, like. I've got I've got my my the guns pointing out of like the stump of my arm, and then my other hand is like on my like forearm, like keeping it steady, <laughs> uh, mm. keeping my like my forearm steady as it's like pointed right at her head. I ain't missing from here. <laughs> yeah, that would be really sad if you missed from there. <laughs> She's also prone, so you would have advantage. Oh, on wow, the okay, shot. cool. Yep. 
Um, Hoosier's going to stay on the roof because, again, power move. Uh, and they're going to look down at this bleeding, battered Minotaur still with like their sigil like etched into like her forehead. Um, and Hoosier's going to say, These brothers, <laughs> what makes them think they have the strength and acumen to unite this place? They know... They know the people that did this, the people that did this to us, to this world. What? That's what they told us. They know the people that caused all of this, and they're gonna, they're gonna help us get back at them. But that's impossible. The ones who are responsible should be long dead by now. Uh, I think for both Budge and uh, Tovo, it's kind of like, yeah. what? Budge, Budge's <laughs> hippo ears are just lifting his hat up slightly because they're like... That's <laughs> 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 such an adorable image. Um, it really is. <laughs> like that little flutter thing uh, they do. Like, Nebit also, like, Nebit also <laughs> like cocks her head uh, and looks at you like very is that intently. Because we, is that because we don't know how much... Like we don't think that much time has passed. Well, yeah, both of you were also alive. And, yeah, and yeah, and, and when it happened. Also, like, I. Yeah, we don't know. Tova would have some understanding though that there has been that there are places where time passes differently, so it's possible that Ushi is from a part of the world that has where the cataclysm was a, a long, a little, a long longer, like a further away mm. time wise. Sorry, I feel like is that like I feel okay, like for for cool. Budge, it's more about them knowing who's responsible and like why it all mm. happened. That's mm. what's the. That's what made made what's made him pay attention. You see that she she looks up uh, and she says, "What are you? Wh- it's only been a few decades around here. Where where are you from?" <sighs> the time slippage here is remarkable. Hoosier's pouch like starts fluttering as the egg like turns into a chicken. Like <laughs> yeah. inside, they're like <laughs> starts, <laughs> crowing. starts crowing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's morning for they're the like, rooster. They like smack it a little bit to get it to shut up. Um, <laughs> Question for Jeremy, because we discussed yes. some things during our session zero that I just want to make sure that Hoosier knows, as mm-hmm. well as I as a player, because I kind of forget what I know as a player versus what Hoosier would know. That's so fair. would Hoosier have access, given their upbringing and their knowledge of history, to the idea of, like, bunker systems? Or is that just a Connie thing? Well, considering Hoosier was in a similar situation, uh, I think they, like, they probably don't remember it, but I think their family would have told them as they were growing up, like, oh, okay. yeah, we, we avoided a lot of the this effects. This is how we survived, right? Yeah. Okay. So Hoosier's going to say, then you have the location of their bunkers? The ones who did this? Where is it? She's like, I, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. They haven't given it to us yet. They have the information. They're going to use it once they've gathered enough power to overcome those who burned this world. I see. But that kind of knowledge, who knows what those who destroyed this world buried with them, the treasures, the knowledge, the well, magic. Hey, hey, look. Hey, look. I might have a small idea. Hey, look, look. Okay. It's clear there's a little bit of a misunderstanding here. My problem is not with you. Stop moving so much. (laughs) I just pressed the gun a little bit closer. She just holds her hands up again. (laughs) That's right. Keep those hands where I can see them. My trouble is not with you. And it's not with you. And she points at Budge for a second. And then she like looks at something beyond you and kind of is like, okay, actually, we'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) We end... Look here, 
Rusty, you and I can have our day. It's Rust, and you can call me Tovo. Thank you. Okay, Rustovo, you and I will have our day. As for you, she motions back up to you, uh, Hoosier. She's like, if you let me and my people go, just walk on out of here. I guarantee that if you meet up with us down the line, we can arrange a meeting place. I can bring some more information. Okay? Maybe maybe even take you to the Barbarossa Brothers. Why don't we cut out the middle people and you just tell us where they're holed up? Yeah. she's She lowers her hands, looks down. She's oh, like, hey, up <laughs> now. Three, two. Y'all might as well kill me. <laughs> Tovo, don't pull the trigger yet. I, I put down my D20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try detect thoughts again, but this time she's going to have to make that wisdom save because I want to like delve deeper to see like where the location of oh, the Barbarossa oh. gang's headquarters are. So that okay. is going to be a whiz save versus 15. All right. I'm going to use the Black Lives Matter die for this. Oh, God, no, <laughs> use my high, please no. <laughs> please, Lord, no. Okay. The more um, melanin. All right. I need to quickly look something up. Um, So. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully she's Um, not very wise. uh, She is not very wise. Um, So you like look through her mind. Uh, She rolled a natural nine. And she does not get enough of a plus to beat a fifteen. Oh yes! You, uh, as if like diving in through the spike, the mental spike that you drove into her mind. Uh, this also does drop concentration, right? It does. So I think maybe the flavor of that is like I say. You know, the last thing I say is like maybe that won't be necessary. And it's like um, I collapse for from her perspective. It's like I collapse space and time. As like yeah. she locks eyes with me, the sigil on her forehead from mind spike vanishes as I pierce in through her brain. You see like the journey that she has taken to get here from f- much farther into the west of this uh, region, a much larger city than this. It looks actually not only much larger, but much more developed. The architecture is is somewhat different. There's you see that the people there, though, many of them are still uh, they have still been like altered uh, there. There seems to have been like. They have regrouped. There's like centers of learning. They are rebuilding society here. But beneath this this veneer is lies a seedy underbelly of very powerful factions controlling this city. You see that the name of this city is called Dido. Wait, hold on. This is the classics nerd to me. Like Queen Dido? Yes. Of, of Carthage? Yes. Is that where she's from? Yes. Okay. I can hear the excitement in the keys that you were typing to make that. I know, I just, yes, Carthage, yes, I just had to remember because you would also, I took Latin for like six years and like the whole thing with like freaking um, Aeneas and Dido, yeah. like I, that entire semester just spent on that. Okay, I'm just, I'm just geeking out about the name of this place. That's it. Yeah, the full name of it is uh, Dido or Dido, the Queen City. That's like the title yes. of this place. Okay. It is a much larger city and it is a great distance. It would take you weeks of travel to get there. You don't don't know how to get there you just know that that's where they are and like you you see that that is like where their base of operations is 
and she at that point feeling you having like pierced into her mind picks up the shotgun and oh my this headgum podcast is brought to you by aura frames that is right uh from grandmothers to new mothers aunts even the friends of your life every mom loves an aura frame holy shit even aunts yes especially aunts oh wow because it was named the best digital photo frame by wire cutter and selected as one of oprah's favorite things i mean these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages i believe it you have an aura frame don't you yes i actually more than believe it i know it uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa. Tub oh my God. <laughs> I think as you were in her brain, you felt the moment at which she realized what yes. you had seen, realized that the people that had oh, basically made her who my. she is, uh, she had unintentionally betrayed them and had given them up. Even if she survived, they would kill her. But on top of that, she felt that her life was now worthless because for all of her effort and work, she was unable to help protect those that she is devoted to. And that was it. Mm. So uh, who's just traumatized for life? Because <laughs> uh, they um, were in her brain when she blew her brains yes. out. You felt the whole thought process that was like, oh my, easy. It was it was a straightforward thing. It was like, oh, this has happened. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. I, yep. That's it for me. I think right before she does it, Hushu actually lets out a no, and then bam, like the brain splatter, and Hushu like staggers like on the roof because they're they're literally blown out of like her her mental state. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Centaur's probably, like, probably feels naturally like the next one, the next, would be the next one in charge, right? Um, no, probably, because the Centaur was probably hired for this job. Okay. You know that so, the Sefaxians are usually, like, hired guns. Oh, they're just hired hands. Yeah, yeah. of course mm-hmm. they are. Do Mercenaries. I get a sense? Budge is going to turn to the other ones. It's like, are you, are you going to do that as well? 
They all just sort of put their guns away and hold up their hands and like, okay, look, we can talk about this. With my other hand, I'm drawing, I'm drawing my sword out and I've got a, so I'm like holding a sword to one of them. I've got my pistol point, another one. I'm like, okay, now there doesn't have to be any more bloodshed today. Now does there? Uh, no, sir, there does not. We don't have any beef with you. You don't have any beef with us. So how about you just mosey on down this road here? That sounds like the best idea I heard all day. Oh, I... Step to it. Let's go. You see the Safaxian just shrugs and, like, just starts clopping away. And I'm going to look up at the other house and be like, don't think I forgot about you. That hurt. God damn it, that hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're pointing over at the house. At <laughs> uh, the house with, yeah. You see, the, as um... you point, the uh, the aura of, like, a little knoll head, like, peering around the corner and then just... <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I'm going to turn to Tover and be like, you don't need to to, to worry about this uh, this one here. They're going to they're gonna mosey right on out of here, and they're going to be very grateful, and they're not going to say a word, are they? And you just hear, no. And leave the stuff that you stole. Oh. Can, can I keep the hat? Nope. Oh, yeah. It looks good on me. Today's been a long day. That's a firm note. Non-negotiable, I'm afraid. It's your life or the hat. Okay. I'm gonna set the hat down. <laughs> Don't shoot. I'm just gonna <laughs> extend... You see, like, you see, like, the hat <laughs> extend around the corner and just, like, there's the hat. Here's here's the rest. And they just, so, like, see more of the items just being set <laughs> out. Just, <laughs> just that, like, like, ten chickens. minutes. Like, it's yeah, actually a chicken. Piano. Uh, the one colored chicken uh, is set there. There's chicken bones as well. Uh, There's, like, like, massive objects come around the corner uh, as well. It's like a, a wheels around a grand piano. Or like, <laughs> like, how the, the, how did you even? Well, it'll, be a, it'll be a grand kalimba. You you hear uh Ige, you hear Igider Ili like, hey now that's ours. We were wondering where that went. They come out and like wheel the, the grand kalimba back. It's like a ragtime kalimba that they wheel back down to the camel hump. And Zala starts to back out. You see she's a full-on knoll, like the striped hyena type. She's dressed mostly like in robes, but you can tell that like her head is uncovered. She's she pulls up a hood and says, now, with your permission, I'll be going. No more trouble. I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. As far as I'm concerned, Haru was killed on the way here. Uh, inside check. I'll Yeah, I was going to say, I'll turn to Budge and just say, um, I don't know if you got previous here, but uh, do you think uh, this one here is going to sell us out? Roll insight. I will. Sure. Uh, me as well, or just Budge? Or can I assist Budge? Yeah, yeah, you can try and assist Budge. Like, how would you do that? Um, well, I'm just kind of like, I'm prompting, uh, I guess, prompting Budge, and I'm still holding the gun up so that they are less willing to try and hide stuff. Mm. <laughs> uh, I haven't dropped that, for sure. That's a 22 on inside. Ooh. Ooh okay. okay. She has always been difficult to read, but I think in this moment you're like, "Oh, okay." She in contrast to uh Heru who seemed like sort of a a, re uh, a true believer, she's more of an opportunist. Uh she's loyal because that's who she works with, like that's why she's loyal to the Barbarossas, but she is not she's like, "Look, 
they know that I came here, but they don't have to know that I saw you. They don't have to know that I saw any of this. Like, they're probably not going to pour that much resources into coming back here, uh, considering one of their captains is dead. The whole thing is just like, yeah, I'm like, she seems very sincere. She's like, look, let's just go. She even gave you all the stuff back. You know that's sincere. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think she's going to forget about us pretty soon, I'd say. Excellent. That sounds good. That sounds very good. DM, you said that knowing the Barbarossa gang as I know them, are they likely to come back here to, like, seek revenge on us? Or are they a bit more, like, resource savvy? Are they a little bit like, well, maybe it's not worth going after that town all? I think based on your knowledge of their operations, they try to, like, insinuate themselves into towns usually. They figure they could bulldoze into this one. But mm-hmm. you also know that, like, the nearest town that they actually have a lot of influence in is quite a ways away. Like, if they were sure. to get here, they would probably mm-hmm. just take a more circuitous route, like, through multiple towns and cities to come back to this one if they were to try and take it over again. Okay. So, like, this would be the latest in a line of other dominoes that would have to fall, probably, okay, if they cool. were to come back okay. here. Uh, I'll just sort of relay that information to the mayor. Um, in yeah, she, she walks over to you guys. Uh, she, she says, oh my goodness, this was one of the scariest days of my life. Thank you so much for helping to save our town. <laughs> is, there, is there some reward we could offer you, or... Uh, Ushi, I mean, you did, uh, the most here. I think, uh, perhaps you should go first if there's anything you, you need. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be so bold as to say that, Tovo. Uh, Hushir, as they speak, they, like, sweep their hand across the scroll. The letters, like, poof, sink back onto the surface, and as the scroll rolls up, you see they, like, the letters turn back into, like, ink. Mm-hmm. As they, like, hit the, um, the surface of the scroll, the scroll, like, rolls up and then, boop, shrinks back down into the size of a tassel and reattaches to the hilt uh, of the sword that they click fully into its sheath and they hop off the roof. They land, poof, a plume of dust uh, in front of the Leonin mayor. Mm-hmm. And Hushi says, all I need is just any information you might have, mayor, about magic in your town uh, the state of time slippage and warping anything else you might be able to tell us about the barbarossa gang or any other gangs that have tried to menace you um well uh, absolutely um why why don't y'all come back to my office we don't need to have this conversation out here in the street all right she leads you back to it's essentially like the city council building, but it's it's just the mm-hmm. largest building in the town. The back of it, though, you can tell is like <laughs> derelict. It looks like parts of the back have been completely worn through and they basically have hung veils in the back because uh, they it's they just aren't enough people here to justify uh, trying to use all of it and like refurbish all of that. She has them bring you all some glasses of hot milk. <laughs> I, I don't suppose I could trouble you for a, a a place to bathe, me and my friend here. A- absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, there's like a public shower near the well where you can kind of like pump water up and then... It's very cold, but it's usable. Okay. <laughs> Tovo walks over and goes, I don't want all that to go to waste if you don't mind, friend. It just sort of like, it just takes a bit of the like, <laughs> oil and grease off. Squeezing me out. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like rubbing it into like the metal parts. Just like, oh yeah, that's okay, better. Cool. Oh, okay. Who oh, oh, oh. uh, sure <laughs> almost disdainfully like sweeps their hand down their like dust, now dust covered robes again to cast prestidigitation to just clean their clothes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's all right for some, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, th- I think Nebit looks at you uh, again, Hoosier, and gives you a little wink and a squawk, like a, 
and then walks over to bathe uh, along with Budge. So the mayor leads you into her office and she she basically explains, uh, well, we used to uh, have very prevalent magic here. We used to have it everywhere. Not so much uh, since the day of fire. It seemed to wipe out most of the the magical appliances that we had. Uh, We've managed to sort of rebuild some. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Igideri Lee, they have a little uh, produce flame stove. uh, Mm. Very useful over there in the the saloon. Um, But uh, our our capabilities are pretty limited. Uh, as, As far as gang involvement, this is really the first we've had. Uh, I'm sure there was crime in the city prior to the that day, but we we haven't really had issues. We're, we're a small community, you see. Everybody knows everybody's name out here. So it is uh, worrying that these people were trying to come out here. I don't know if it's connected to a greater plan or if it's just part of a general land grab. Uh, mm. But... Um, I'm wondering whether maybe someone here might have a little bit more information on that. And I'll just turn around and look at Budge and be like, it's okay. Uh, I, I was just wondering, I, it seemed like you had previous with uh, a couple of them. They seem to maybe recognize you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to drop you in anything. I'm just, you know, hey, look, everyone's been a hired hand at some point, you know? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, uh, Budge, who uh, was was caught in the middle of, um, he was using his elephant arm to suck up the shower water and essentially power hose Nebit down <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a jet stream of water. And of course, she is not enjoying it. Um, he sort of stops and his trunk sort of just uh, sort of drops a little bit. Um yeah, I heard of them. Uh, I did do a job for them once, or I say I did, well, most of a job for them. Um, I didn't quite realize the magnitude or their reach. Shall I roll like a, um, a history check just to see like if there's anything useful that I can remember? Because, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Budge isn't really the person who like... Mm. <laughs> really ask any decent information about, about any of yeah. this kind of thing. He wouldn't have wanted <laughs> yeah. to know, really. But was there anything that he absorbed uh, just through being around the gang that, that could be useful in this situation? Roll me a history check. And Turbo turns around, looks at Nebit and okay. goes, maybe you? <laughs> She's also going to roll a history check. Oh, definitely, check. definitely, <laughs> Nebit. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely better than Budges, I'm guessing. 100%. <laughs> Uh, oh, fun. Minus one. Great. That's just great. Uh, still a mm-hmm. 16, though, so not like terrible. Okay, yeah. She, she, okay, so uh, she remembers a little bit more, but I think it's easier if you say budge. Basically, uh, this gang, they obviously didn't like cue you in on their plans, but you, and they also, you also didn't ever see what you were asked to steal. Uh, but you could guess based on where you took it. It was one of those jobs where you had to go down an abandoned shaft and you had to do a little bit of exploring and some excavating. Mm. Uh, And you knew that this place was kind of guarded and you guys took out the guards and took whatever was in there. You're guessing that it was probably something that was still magical. And you're guessing that this gang, it's likely that they, especially based on what Heru was saying, that they're making a power play. And are trying to extend their influence in the region. Uh, yeah, so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say, um, so, well, what little interaction I had with them. They are very power-hungry individuals. They seem to have a specific interest in uh, artifacts and items of a magical nature, uh, along with, well, I believe that uh, 
when I was doing my last job with them, that they were trying with another settlement exactly what they've been trying with this town, trying to take over, insert their influence. So uh, they're spreading like wildfire. And that was uh, that was some ways away. So uh, who knows? Kind of unbridled spreading here. Nebit honks mm. in agreement. Um, at which point GDG uh, continues and says, now, I don't think that they're going to be back anytime soon, but... If y'all are really concerned about them, uh, y'all best head west. Where you're really going to want to head for is Al-Maghrib, which both Budge and Tovo have heard of. Al-Maghrib is a very large city. Basically translates, we'll say for the the purpose of this, translates to uh, Sunset City. Very big city of commerce, big city of culture, again, has built up a lot more. And she continues actually looking at you, uh, Hoosier, and is like, if you're looking for knowledge and whatnot, they got information out there. They got libraries. And uh, I heard they're starting some kind of university or something trying out there. Libraries? Uh, University? I haven't seen a book or a scroll in over a a year. Yes, Al-Maghrib. A good place to start as any. Yeah, if that's where y'all are looking to head, uh, absolutely. And and uh, I feel like I feel like as Wushi said that both uh, both Tobo and Nebit were like, oh, books. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like books. A fly <laughs> flies out of one of his hippo ears. <laughs> she, uh, she's like, you get the sense also what she's saying. There's like an implied, hey, thanks for helping us out. You, we also kind of feel though that you brought the trouble. Please leave. Like in yeah. what she's yep. saying, sure. she's just like, thank you so much. You're welcome to stay here as long as you need. Uh, but you know. I think uh, yeah. it's probably best that we move on and do not uh, cause or attract any more trouble. May I ask as a small favor, do you know of any pockets uh, of particular magical energy around here? Some leftover from the calamity or something like that? Uh, Well, thank goodness, not nearby. Uh, you'd have to head a ways out of town before you you'd encounter any of those. H- how far out of town, just out of interest? I Ooh, I... took a little... I'd say at least a half a day. Uh, half a day. But Tovo, you oh. know that like if you do long rest, you could potentially like you would with just the ambient magic that is around you. you oh, could yeah. Recharge. No, 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 for sure. It was more just uh, I was just thinking uh, that it might be something. It might be a good place to uh, potentially show Ushi. Uh, so to like explain some of how like the magic works and stuff. Mm. Um, I will actually um, turn and just oh, sorry, but you go. Yeah, I'm just wondering if Budge has, on his way into or around town, marked any locations on his map. Like, yes. If there are any spots. Yes, you would know that there is one uh, about a half day's journey to the uh, northwest of the town, uh, which is, mm-hmm. it would take you a little bit out of your way. A little bit of a detour. Yeah, it'd be a yeah. little bit of a, of a detour, but you could definitely uh, head back onto the road. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that to the group. Can I ask, are you a map reader? Are you good with, good with maps? You talking to me? I, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not so good with uh, the spelling or, uh, or with any sort of particular mm. intricacies of, uh, you know, the geography or any of that, but something's dangerous, I'll 
put it down as dangerous. Uh, tend to, I mean, you and I show him. I show him the map that I've written, and I'm just like, it's sort of lots of like scribbles and little bits. There's like a circle with like weird stuff happens here. There's like a fl- little thing that says like floating heads like down here, and just just sort of like <laughs> don't go here ever except Sunday. You know that kind of thing. Um, just yeah. like fairly crude, but sort of uh, quite comprehensive sort of account of like basically everywhere budget's been um tova like holds the horn uh in their hand and seems to like it kind of vibrates a little bit you see as he's like almost like sucking the magical energy out of it uh i then like pop a little compartment on my leg and pull out like a long thin uh like case like it was like inside the the like tova's leg pulls it out um and then like kind of splits the case open and pulls it and it's like a sheet of parchment and then as he does his little blue eye kind of a bit like a 3d printer just goes like like across the paper and starts like tracing out a map um and i will hand this to budge this is a this is a cartographer's map case so basically basically allows you to find shortcuts through certain areas uh and you can make a dc 15 wisdom check on a uh successful check the map case reveals relevant shortcuts your travel time is reduced by half so you can follow the route and you and if you succeed in the check by five or more the map also includes notes of terrain granting advantage on the next ability check you make to move through the area very useful so I will hand oh that my. over to Budge very, and very say, useful. "Well, I'm a. I get the feeling that we're all going to be heading in the same way, at least for the time being. That our uh, goals might be aligned somewhat. And I would love to have a chat with you about some of that magic you was using because that was very cool. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to share. There's one thing I need to do before we leave town, though. Of course, yeah. Husha's going to head to Haru's corpse mm-hmm. that I'm assuming we." left out there by like the <laughs> you see the family you, you see that like Asim and Gilas are just like awkwardly trying to shift this minotaur corpse uh, and like clean it up because uh, it's oh, kind God. of on their property uh-huh. <laughs> so they're trying yeah, to like uh, slide it away this poor family yeah Hoosier's gonna go over and just be up uh, please allow me and like just scoop up uh, Heru's dead body with ease because mm-hmm. I am a Goliath. I could I have a pretty yes. big like lifting capacity. I think, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna carry it out to where I think some of the shrub shrub bushes are still smoldering with black fire uh, mm-hmm. from my fireball from earlier. And I'm gonna like gently set it down right. And as I sit down on you know in front of Heru's corpse, I'm gonna just say a quick prayer and like uh, take out like a, a rag and like like wipe her down. Um, and when I'm done, I'm also going to check her pockets for magic dust. <laughs> okay. Uh, s- speaking of Jeremy, can I pick up that sword of shotgun? Yeah, sure. You can pick up Hell the sword yeah. shotgun. Nice. Yeah, let's let's leave <laughs> like, this body. I foot under it. Absolutely. I just fully like like flick up into the air and catch it like this will do. Uh, you guys see that like in response, like as soon as you said that you were leaving, uh, GDG like motioned to somebody and the town has become a bustle with like people loading stuff up to just to be like, "Okay, take take supplies, take all this, please go." Uh, but as you're as you're uh, as you're performing this uh, funeral funeral ritual, uh, who should you see that Asim and Gilas uh, have a, have accompanied you along with Lenta, uh, their daughter, and uh, there as as you like finish your prayer, uh, you hear Gilas say, "And may her soul dwell forever in the sweet oblivion of Asatek's bosom." 
and they both nod solemnly, and uh, and Lemta's like, "Amen." Uh, and then she looks up at you, and she's like, "Are you? Can I? Can I ask you a question?" Yes, little one. Are 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 you Asatek? Have I heard of Asatek? Do I know what that means? Nope. You ain't never heard of this. Are the other PCs around to hear this? Uh, no. You was deliberately went out of the town. Uh, yeah. But I, I uh-huh. will say, Gilas, upon hearing that, is, oh, no, no, uh, they're not Asatek. Asatek is our deity. Uh, he is the god of the dead, of chaos and destruction, and, and well, regardless of, I don't know what they believe, where you're from, but regardless, I think... I think he worked through you today. Just judging. <laughs> and then he motions out at like the the blasted field that you've created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Asim nods, smiling. Praise be to the god of oblivion. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, may her soul rest easy. I am no god, and I don't think gods work through me. But I try. The best thing I can do is hope to restore this world to what it used to be. Mm. And if that is Asatek's will, then so be it. We all pray for that blessed day when we shall be returned to the primordial chaos from which we were birthed. Uh, and they'll just start to, like, walk uh, back towards oh, the town. Okay, yeah, let's get out of this town. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I meant in a more... Never mind. Uh, but before they leave, I will pay them for the chick. I will take what magic dust was on this body and yes. give it to this family. Uh, you find, I will say, you find, uh, you actually Ooh. find a full half a kilo of magic dust Whoa. on this person. It was in gram bags. Okay. Uh, that's the equivalent of, like, the currency here, right? So I guess I'll yes. just make a note of it in my inventory? Yes. Okay. Is there a rough, like, translation of that, or should we just make a note of... Like- uh, make a note of it, and we'll figure out the exact translation uh, right, uh, sounds later. Good. Cool. Um, uh, yes. Quickly, whilst that was happening, um, there's no way that Turbo was going to stick around to watch uh, this funeral happen, because right. Turbo yeah, has you were zero in the town respect. Getting, yeah, you were getting yeah. the stuff. Well, uh, when I sort of see that happening, I'm going to just, uh, Tovo just like fully wanders off for 10 minutes uh, and then comes back with a camel. <laughs> uh, I cast, uh, I, I cast Fine Steed, but instead of just like casting it and it magically appearing, I just fully walk off. And I just find a camel, uh, like like using like a siren thing to like call out to one and I just find one to bring it back uh, and I'll be like saddling it up. The, with the camel stuff. immediately, uh, b- because of this siren, essentially because of how this functions, uh, yeah. I'm imagining that you like, like, set off like it's almost like you take a piece out of like your own memory banks and place mm-hmm. it onto the side of the camel's head the camel yeah, yeah, gained yeah, yeah. sentience uh <laughs> and it gave the ability to speak oh, with yeah. you telepathically oh uh, yeah it does doesn't it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and follows you back uh you just hear i i am i think <laughs> i think therefore i am you just see a little dial inside Turbo's brain. You just ooh, dials it down and go, ah, oh, I forgot how annoying that gets. <laughs> Come on. The camel, yeah, you just see the camel be- having like an epiphany as it walks <laughs> back to the town. Your name is Camel and you're going to carry some stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for your help. Uh, the worry, camel we'll like looks fed. at you like, I am Camel. 
I am here to carry. What? How is it still on? Turn down. God that God is my damn. lot in I life. need to get this fixed. That is my purpose. I, the mind spike fully broke the, the volume <laughs> yeah, dial. Oh my God. You can just tell it's still like, wow. I'm just like, you lead it back. Budge, before you go, like as everything's packing up, and I think also, Hoosier, you would have come back to the town. Budge and totally. Uh, the pair of you are approached uh, by Magrin, uh, who comes over. Uh, he comes over actually with uh, El Kaisa in tow. She has Yay. like really calmed down. She it seems like she's kind of come down off the high and is just like really mellowed <laughs> out right now. She looks at you both and she's like, "Y'all are my family. I ain't never gonna forget y'all are here." And just smiles at the both of you. Well. It was it was nothing. No, really, I didn't do anything. It was all Hoosier here. Oh no! Did you, did you get my hat back? Yes, we did. Uh, Budge, I believe it's in your possession. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah, because uh, it was, it was like, who handed it out. So yeah, I'll say oh, yeah. I kept it. Uh, as yeah. you like, start to hand that, she puts her hands on it and says, "No, you keep it. It'll look better on you anyway." <laughs> oh, boy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take is it for, for me yeah she like puts you, you like touches to? okay you could put it on if you want to i'll take my i'll take my hat off and <laughs> i'll i'll put the other hat on okay how do, how, how do i look i keep hold of my hat <laughs> <laughs> very much keep she's hold like of my hat. you look amazing Budge, as soon as you put this thing on, you feel like sort of like like an ambient thing kind of pop up in your brain. And uh, you'll find out kind of uh, what that is at another time. <laughs> but you feel like something oh like there's a magical power in this hat. And just before Excellent. you all head off, uh, Magrin looks at you three and says, now, um, I have to confess, I'm not exactly here uh, all of my own accord. You see, I am here on the behalf of another individual who I believe would be very pleased to hear from all of you now that we have met. Uh, and if y'all are heading over to Al Maghrib, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that when you get there to look up Sidon and tell him, tell him that Magrin Warren sent you. Uh, I just immediately, Sidon. as a side to these two, just go, I think we should uh, be careful with him if we said Magrib sent us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a good endorsement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, who should, like, nods along to this and looks Could down. Could trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's down at the entire, like, crowd of the entire town and at Magrin and says, thank you for your hospitality. You're the first friendly face I've seen and well over 15 months. I won't forget that. Uh, oh, and I won't forget you. And please, please don't forget anyone you meet that might be looking to pull up roots, move around, make sure that they know the leaky gate, or excuse me, the squeaky gate should be their first port of call. <laughs> leaky gate. Got it. Squeaky gate. <laughs> That's right. Leaky gate. All right. Leaky gate. Squeaky gate. I had a little bit of a, a miss. It was a spoonerism. Uh, a little bit of misassociation in my brain. Don't get it wrong. As you guys are heading off. Yeah. The remember, geeky squeak. Squeaky we're, just, we're just fully walking off and I'm just squeaky like, yeah, leaky gate. We got it. It's yeah. so leaky. Squeaky. And as you all head off into the setting sun. I'm just walking away going, I didn't see a single gate in that town. What's up there? Uh, it certainly wasn't leaky. Let me tell you, it wasn't leaky. Squeaky. How does a gate leak anyway? Uh, and that's where we're going to end this session. 
Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. This has been another exciting episode of Outlaws and Obelisks. Uh, we, as always, we are joined by our wonderful guests. Tell everybody where they can find you guests. Uh, Johnny, we'll start with you. Hey, I'm Johnny Charles. I'm the resident bard for Three Black Halflings, and you can yeah, find yes. me on Instagram at uh, the underscore lonely underscore orchestra for all your musical needs. Yes. Yeah. And Connie? Yes, I'm Connie, pronounced the he and she. You can find me on Twitter, Patreon, Instagram at by Connie Chong. That's B-Y-C-O-N-N-I-E-C-H-A-N-G. I'm also the GM and executive producer for Trans Planar RPG, which is an all transgender people of color led 100% homebrewed Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non-colonial anti-orientalist world streaming Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time. We also have a podcast out wherever you pod your casts. Uh, as the three black halflings like to say uh, yeah. at trans planar RPG. So check that out if that's interesting to you. Yay. Yay. And Jasper, Jasper, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah, you can find me at JW underscore Cartwright, but more importantly. Yes. But more importantly, you can find me somewhere on Twitter. No one has done it yet. A couple people found me on Instagram. But uh, anyway, more important, but even more important than that, uh, you can find this show at TB Halflings uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find us on Patreon if you want to get all kinds of exclusive stuff, including behind the scenes stuff from this show. Uh, also, early access to episodes and so on and so forth of this show. Uh, and uh, of course, you can find our podcast wherever pods are cast. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been your dungeon master, Jeremy Cobb. Thank you all so much for stopping by. Uh, so long, Shire Folk. So long, so long, so long Shire folk. Shire folk. That was a HeadGum Podcast.